Everybody, welcome to Soul Food Priest with Father Ben. It's great to have you. And I am here, as always, with Sylvia Vega and Kira Roddy. Welcome, guys. Hello, hello. Hello, Padre. So uh, today we are going to talk a little bit about this beautiful thing that we call croissants. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, those of you that are listening can't see, but I made homemade croissants and I brought them for them. So what I want you guys to do is take a massive bite okay, so everybody this- can hear you like... I'm going to get close <laughs> to the mic. Here we go. I'll get the end. Be not afraid. Oh my goodness. I took a really big bite. Can y'all hear that? <laughs> <laughs> if you guys could belch on the air too, that would be Mm-mm. that would be great. My mom yeah. would kill me. Oh, uh, yeah. How are they? Oh my God. Mm. Mm. Can we just tell them that we actually got started on them before? Oh, uh, yeah. They couldn't resist. Yeah, them. good. On oh, the butter. It's amazing. Now, when in doubt, butter. When in doubt. Mm-hmm. So, when we get to heaven, I hope this is the taste that's in our mouth for all of eternity. Yeah. With a little bit of Nutella. And we use the mm. butter that we use mm. is called Plugra, P L U G R A. So, it has double the butter fat as other butter. Of course. And so it's better than other butter for that reason. <laughs> so for all of you who are listening, be grateful that you don't work for Father Ben or else be you have grateful. 20 extra pounds. Mm-hmm. However, yeah. we are very grateful. And oh, I'm very yeah. grateful. You can see how grateful we are. <laughs> very, very grateful. You know, my, my favorite way actually is to take it, slice it up, and put ham and cheese in there. Mm. And um, so this croissants... They, in the in the French world, they have this whole like this whole not schema but group of breakfast pastries they call viennoiserie, and um, so that would include like Danish croissants, mm-hmm. like what we would call muffins, uh, things like that, right? So they call it viennoiserie because a lot of these originated in Vienna, mm-hmm. and that's where that comes from. So um, so if you see this term viennoiserie, that includes croissants, and that's where uh, they brought croissants from Vienna to France mm-hmm. um, under, you've heard of Marie Antoinette. Of course. So Marie Antoinette was kind of the person to do that. But it's shaped in a croissant because it commemorates the um, uh, the conquest of the Ottoman Turks. So it's supposed to look like a croissant, the crescent on that. the on the uh, Ottoman Turks flag. Right? I always learn something with you. And mm-hmm. so it's kind of like an homage in the French world to, hey, we, we, we won basically, right? Awesome. And so, um, but it's, it, that would be, croissants are really fun because croissant, Danish puff pastry, they're, they're all what they call laminated doughs, mm-hmm. which means you take this dough, they call it a détrompe, and then you bring in a big block of butter, you fold it just like you would a business envelope, mm-hmm. And you fold it in on itself twice, and then you turn it, you roll it out, and you do that like two or three times, right? Mm. And that's what creates the layers. Yeah. It's called a laminated dough. So croissant and uh, Danish have uh, yeast, but puff pastry does not. Oh, so these don't have. Those have yeast. These do, okay. Yes. And, uh, but <clears throat> Danish actually has uh, eggs, which makes it kind of that typically orange color, mm-hmm. right? So I'm glad you guys like it. I want oh, you to know gone. that I'm doing my part to ha- so that we have more to love of you guys. Yes, thank you so <laughs> yeah, much. Yeah, I'm a team player. Thank I don't you. know what to tell you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I kind of went silent because I've been eating. Yeah. It's yes. amazing. I'll keep bringing you oh tongue tacos. Mm, yeah. Mm. 
I mean, you seriously. Mine is gone. I wonder. I eat this every morning. If I every mine day. was not done, there would be no talking from Sylvia today. And people like seriously don't ever buy a store bought now. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a game changer. Once you have a real one. Mm-hmm. You know, in Italy, they take croissant dough and they wrap it around this like uh, cone type thing, uh-huh. and they make what they call a cornetto. And oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have you ever had that? Yeah, they, they do like a... And they fill it? Yeah, they fill yeah, it. Yeah, so they put Nutella or pistachio mm-hmm. cream yes. or something like that. Mm-hmm. They actually prefer that. That's really, really good. Man, it's it's kind of like a like a giant churro of some sort. Yeah, but it's, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, exactly. it's called what? So a I cornetto. get it in a couple of weeks? Okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Get a cornetto. Okay. Yeah, pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, um... So I was thinking today, maybe what we could talk about is uh, expectations, and i.e. sometimes the expectations that we um, that we don't that we have maybe of life and maybe of God, um, but they don't, they don't quite work out, right? And um, you know, it's funny. You go anywhere in the world, people love croissants. You go anywhere in the world, and people have expectations that things that they hope happened but didn't quite happen Mm -hmm. and then we have to make the decision like dude how am I going to roll with this you know is it um is it one of those things that I'm going to get bitter or I'm going to get better (laughs) as we've talked a lot about right and so uh from uh, as a parish priest I see this a whole lot and this happens to priests Mm -hmm. um for instance a newly ordained priest um they often you know they're well-meaning they're awesome young men but they can kind of come in like um, the world is my oyster, a little bit like um, uh, a little bit green, mm-hmm. you know. And so, what can happen is they can uh, sometimes be awesome, awesome young men. And and I put myself at the front of the line. I was in in the sense of like you just a little naive. Yeah. And so some sometimes um, we have expectations. And we realize that those expectations aren't met. For instance, sometimes uh, young priests can, and we see this sometimes with older priests too, um, they have a model of what the perfect family would look Mm -hmm. like. And when they start working with people, they realize, man, these people's lives are messy. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you know? And so like, and then as time goes on, once they've got a little more wisdom, uh, often what will happen, not not always, but often, um, they realize my own life is kind of messy. Yeah. So then I can identify with these people myself, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so I think sometimes, sometimes people can kind of roll with expectations not met mm-hmm. better than others. In other words, in my opinion, I think one of the marks of a strong moral character is how well we roll with things that drop in our lap that we were not expecting. Mm-hmm. I mean, for instance, a young couple ready to have children and they're infertile. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a young man who goes to the military and a few years later he's an amputee. Yeah. Um, I mean, these are all tragic things, but how well do we roll with that stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, or sometimes we have in our mind, if I just pray, 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 and I dot the I's and cross the T's with God, he's going to answer me in the way that I want. And it's nothing. Yeah. So how well do we roll with that? I'm, um, I'm guessing as parents, you guys may have experienced that once or twice. 
I, uh, yeah. Every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we just looked at each other like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. we were actually, my kids and I were, were watching this how to, how do they make it kind of show. And funny enough, they did one on fish sauce. How do they make fish sauce? Mm-hmm. And I started laughing hysterically. And my kids didn't understand why I was laughing hysterically. And it was because there was one day we bought fish sauce. And it was in our pantry, and I remember one of my kids, who was a toddler at the time, pulled the fish sauce down, and it crashed oh, on no. the ground. Mm. And fish sauce uh-uh. just... Make it stop. Uh, it, mm, mm. I'm sure it smelled delightful. Oh, it was awful. And it was like one of those moments, where it was a distinctive moment in my memory where I was like, this can go one of two ways. My reaction can go one of two ways. And it was one of those where it was just like, okay, I have got to make this a spiritual moment. Yeah. Because if I don't, I will just fly off the deep yeah. end, lose my cool, mm-hmm. probably vomit everywhere. Yeah. It was awful. Yep. Yep. So it was, I, it kind of became the thing. Fish sauce yeah. became our... The spirituality of mm-hmm. fish sauce. It, it was. Yeah. And it and then it ended up being a beautiful day. I, we just, we had to laugh at it. It smelled yeah. terrible. Our house smelled terrible. It was trying to clean it out. Yeah. And, but I just was laughing and just was like, oh, this kid's yeah. so cute. And just <laughs> tried to, even though he stunk. Mm-hmm. And I remember my dad walked in the door at that moment. What is that smell? You know, yeah. You said, thank you, Jesus. Give me another. I, I, I thank you, did. Jesus, it give me turned another. into prayer. And so now mm-hmm. it has been forever remembered as mm. a kind of funny fish sauce moment. Fish sauce moment. Mm-hmm. But it, mm-hmm. it made me laugh. I was reminded of that. Yesterday. Respond and react. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that yeah. is, that, that's, that's daily life in a family. Uh-huh. You, you don't know when the fish sauce is going <laughs> to spill. <laughs> <laughs> it will happen. <laughs> Well, this is a very interesting point to me because I always make a clear statement to my kids, to my family, you know, stop expecting people to do something that you would do because people are not, they're not going to be you. They're going to react differently. Um, Kids, one kid is going to be different from the other kid. Just because your firstborn was easy peasy, you can't expect the same, the second one to be the same because it's his own Mm -hmm. identity. So it's a, a really big motto of mine to say stop expecting from people because you just don't know Mm -hmm. and you might be hurt you're going to be satin or you're going to be like oh this is you weren't prepared so stop expecting because you really don't know what the outcome is going to be but it's it's good to be i guess prepared for both Mm -hmm. or many many different Mm -hmm. um, reactions or things to happen at a certain situation uh, for example, you're, you know your uh, anniversary is coming up. Then if you expect your hubby to be like, oh, is he going to da-da-da, da-da? And then he's like, hey, I got you a red rose. You're like, darn it. Mm-hmm. I was really mm-hmm. expecting because it's our 10th anniversary mm. for you to have gotten me into the ring or yeah. whatever, you know? Right. So please stop expecting from other people mm-hmm. what you maybe would have done or what you want because everyone's always getting hurt. Mm-hmm. No, and that, what a great point, because I think especially in families, it's one of the the hardest things, right, mm-hmm. is to expect, uh, accept the person as they are right now, not as I want them to be. Mm-hmm. Mm, true. And, um, or especially again, going into marriage or going into the priesthood or going into religious life, uh, accepting the people where they are right now 
rather than where I want them to be. Mm-hmm. Um, because they'll never be, our spouse or our people will never be where they should be if we don't accept them where they are right now. Mm-hmm. And which means, of course, we have to change ourselves because we can't change that other person and the, our expectations, mm-hmm. to your point. I mean, one of the things, I think if we read the lives of the saints, and I'm paraphrasing what they say, but one of the things that can easily lead to disappointment and expectations is when we misunderstand the difference between routines and ruts. So when people fall into routine, which most people prefer routines because it's comfortable, I do the same thing at the Mm -hmm. same time every day, this is my routine. Routines can easily, easily lead to a rut, Mm -hmm. but ruts don't cause routines. So, um, so in other words, like what'll, what can happen with couples if they, let's say they've been married for 20 years or more. It's not that there's some big vitriolic kind of thing, you know, where they're attacking. It's just the, the humdrum routine where they kind of hit a rut. Mm -hmm. We're phoning it in. Mm -hmm. I mean, again, I'm always making the analogy of course, between priesthood and married life because John Paul II did, Mm -hmm. but like for priests, where that challenge comes is they're putting zero effort into their homilies or sermons. Yeah. They're just kind of phoning it in, yeah. right? They're, they're phoning it in. So what'll happen is they tend to, uh, they tend to have about five different things that they're repeating over and over and over again. Not that it's bad, yeah. but there's nothing fresh about it. Mm-hmm. And so, and they often refuse to talk about anything that would ruffle feathers. Yeah. So in other words, for both of us, for both groups, uh, a routine can easily lead to ruts. And, um, and what happens when somebody falls into a rut is they absolutely positively cannot handle uh, unforeseen things that fall into their lap, mm-hmm. which is just not realistic. That's not life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, what are good, I guess, all of, from all of us um what are good pointers father um that people can that are listening and we sitting in the pews um and in this chair can do to um i guess better navigate waters when you expected something and something completely different happened and yeah we just told people stop expecting stuff but when it's like oh this is easy this always happens and something just completely different happened what is a good way to navigate waters in situations like that. Yeah, I mean, and there's a lot one could say, yeah. <clears throat> and I, but I would say, in in my humble opinion, and I know there's plenty of people that would have other things, but a lot of it is to realize we have most of us have plenty of people around us that are trying to help us, mm-hmm. but we often filter out what they're trying to tell us to help us to be better people. Yeah, um, because we're used to hearing their voice. So imagine uh, a you know young man whose parents are trying to help them, and he just tunes them out because yeah. they don't appreciate that my independence or whatever. Or again, this happens in years of married life. People, if if I as a priest, if I'd look like I'm having a crappy day, there's about thirty people. Father, are you okay? Do you have <laughs> Ebola? I'm like, look, trust me, I'm fine. Okay, I just need some coffee. And so it's, but. In other words, that we listen to people that are trying to help us. And when we do that, um, we're happier people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm Self-care. There's nothing selfish about self-care. Very difficult for people to 
learn. They know they should, um, and they've often hit the wall where they don't, they're going, 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 smack, but they don't institute the word no Mm -hmm. into their life and have boundaries, especially with their people in their family Mm -hmm. or their coworkers or their boss or their church, you know? I always tell people, look, if you have to choose between uh, being active in your parish and doing what you need in your family, that's not a choice. Yeah. You, your family comes first mm-hmm. at all. I mean, that, that's not a choice. Mm-hmm. So to answer your question, yeah, self-care is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, emotionally, spiritually, physically, um, because we, it, without that, people do not have a disposition to handle something that drops in their lap you get t-bone going through the intersection if some obviously if somebody is taking care of themselves they're most likely going to react in a better way and then finally i've talked a lot about this on our podcast but what are the triggers that set you off Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know if it's having a money conversation with my spouse what are the triggers that set set us off Mm -hmm. and um because a lot of people they just never stop to think about that yeah Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, also, what if I am sitting in a situation different, you know, I just got a job and I thought this was going to be the job description and I was told and then it's something completely different. I just got married and the guy is totally completely different than what he was before we were married. I just came into the priesthood and this is nothing of what I expected. Um, when is the perfect time to speak up? And um, how are good pointers of how I'm going to speak up? Because you can't just say, hey, you're not the guy that I married. You're Mm -hmm. different now. Or this is not what I was getting paid for. Oh, I want to quit the priesthood. How, when is the good moment right at the beginning? Wait a little bit. um, And what is a good way to tackle Mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, Kira (laughs) currently has a mouthful of (laughs) quotes. croissant in her mouth here why don't you go ahead and answer that question yeah i can't do that (laughs) yeah um so i will answer on behalf of kira since she has a mouthful of croissant um very very classy by the way everybody she's spitting it all at the table yeah 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 um so yeah i mean i think in in brief that we we recognize emotions from, from what Catholicism teaches us, and this is in our catechism. Thomas Aquinas teaches this. Um, the word emotions is not in the catechism. Mm-hmm. It's, they use the word passions, which is the word um, okay. uh, Thomas Aquinas used. And But according to what we believe, emotions are n- neither bad nor good. They're neutral. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what do we do with them? Anything with a body has emotions. Animals get freaked yeah. out in bad weather. Yeah. You know, they get protective of their young, right? Mm-hmm. Angry. So emotion, Jesus himself got angry many times, mm-hmm. but never sinned. He cried. Mm-hmm. So emotions are neutral. So, but if people can't control uh, their emotions they become erratic. Mm. If they can't control their thoughts, they become neurotic. Mm. Okay, so what we're trying to do is rein both of these in so that we don't become a psychopath. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because then nobody wants to be around us. So to answer your question, yeah. I mean, generally speaking, a couple rules of thumb is it it helps to wait. Mm -hmm. 
yeah. just wait. Um, you know, you get a nasty email from a coworker. Yeah. Sit on it overnight. Yeah. Just sit on it. Don't touch it. And um, if we've, we're looking for patterns in behavior yeah. and, and the other person, because maybe they're just having a bad day. Sure. Right. And, mm-hmm. and so, and we just let it go because we have bad days too. Mm-hmm. But we're looking for patterns. When we have patterns, we have some evidence. Hey man, look, I need to talk to you, brother. You, you said this at this time. You mm-hmm. said this at this date. You did this. And now they may still flip out. Yeah. Okay. But you got some evidence. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that way, uh, but we have to go into it recognizing that even if they freak out and say, oh, you call yourself Christian? Mm-hmm. Who do you think you are? You think you're perfect? Mm-hmm. You know, they lodge a, gr- a grenade across the bow. We say, no, I'm not saying that. We stay, remain calm, mm-hmm. stick to our points, and walk away at peace. Do not, under any circumstance, take bait. Mm-hmm. Do not take bait. Ooh, and Because yeah. and, uh, often the people that know us know how to, they know the things that set us off. Mm-hmm. Right? True. And so it's good. That's why it's so important to know ourselves. Is that we, so to answer your question, I would, my recommendation is look for patterns in behavior Mm -hmm. and don't, uh, when we are having a moment of intensity where it, where it's, we think, oh, I'm on my last nerve. I've got to say something to this Mm -hmm. person, right? Keep, move all sharp objects away from you. (laughs) Okay. Don't make pipe bombs. All right. And then, so what we're going to do is we're going to wait on this for a while. Uh, talk to somebody that we trust, um, not somebody we're going to gossip with. Yeah. Somebody we trust to give objective information and help to us. That's called prudence. Mm-hmm. But prudence always includes courage, okay. mm-hmm. which means that if we need to say something, by God, I'm going to say it even if I'm allergic to confrontation. Mm-hmm. That's part of being an adult, mm-hmm. which Jesus himself talks, right? He says, if you have a problem with someone, go to the person. Mm-hmm. Right. prudence is your best friend yeah so i'm glad i took that bite yeah for well, multiple reasons well played because i could not have given that kind of answer <laughs> <laughs> but i would probably follow it up with too with regards to catholics you know frequenting the sacraments as much as possible trying to have prayer in our life as much as possible uh, because that's where god reveals us to ourselves, mm-hmm. I think. Um, yeah, I, I heard somebody say one time that whenever you run past like a scripture passage, God is rarely talking about somebody else. Like, oh, mm. see, that person needs to work on that. That's you know, it's it's mostly he's spe- trying to speak mm-hmm. to us to help to help us become who mm-hmm. he's calling us to be, so that we may better respond in certain situations. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know for me, great point. I know for me, it takes. It, it, it takes a lot of grace and a lot of the grace from the sacraments to mm. help me forgive or help me to calm down or help, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's various things. So, so that is also kind of the other component to that, that I know is, and then some, but you, but you have, you cannot pray your way through a problem. Mm-hmm. You do have to have the courage to either speak up or sometimes not to say, <laughs> not to you know, do what you usually do mm-hmm. when you're triggered. Um, yeah. And that takes courage too. It's very hard. It's all very, very difficult to control those passions, but only God's grace can help us help us with that. And 
And then I would say too, whenever we're in circumstances, whether it's with families or issues or problems or whatever it might be, certain expectations we had of what our family would look like, our job would look like, like look to the lives of the saints. They're mm-hmm. like, their lives did not quite go as expected. Mm. You know, I mean, take for example, St. Monica. I mean, so, mm. you know, here's her son who's just a heathen, <laughs> just a pagan. He's fathered a child out of wedlock, and then he later on becomes a, a, a Catholic bishop and doctor of the mm. church and great saint. You know, we just... Yeah, they're they're to me their lives just mm-hmm. just help us to realize the way of the the way to heaven is the way of the cross, and it's not going to look like social media. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, and Amen. and to me the saints are really raw in that that mm-hmm. they're you don't get the filtered life mm-hmm. at all with with a lot of them yeah so. no and that's that's very very true right that's very true because we're always we we have to realize that while we may have expectations of another person mm-hmm. uh and even our own lives we meet that person where they are right now and with the understanding that my heavens i think most of us have if they if we look back on our own life we think about how far we've come mm-hmm. than say 20 years ago mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. and, and some, some of our lives are like a dumpster fire, man. Mm-hmm. Actually, that was me yesterday. But, yeah, I was going to say, you know, that and so, like, me. yeah, yeah. But, and, and this, is, this actually helps a lot with trust when we realize that God has been active in this whole, this whole thing we call life, right? And mm-hmm. it's uh, John Paul, again, I'm always quoting him, but he had so many, he used to call this the principle of gradualness. Mm-hmm. The principle of gradualness. So, it's that that this grace in this person's life is slow and steady. St. Paul talks a lot about this as well, mm-hmm. that we have to be patient with other people's, the state of their faith. Mm-hmm. And um, because it, and, and what often happens is that even though we, w- one may be further along in the spiritual life mm-hmm. than them, it may well be five years from now, they're light years ahead of us, yeah. which is eminently more threatening yeah. to some people mm-hmm. i mean i've known that. many many people mm-hmm. many families where the teenagers are far along farther along mm-hmm. in the spiritual life than their parents mm-hmm. and the shocker for me was i thought the parents would be like oh that's so great i'm so proud of my no they're threatened mm-hmm. wow they're threatened mm-hmm. by that if they're not comfortable mm-hmm. with them in their own skin mm-hmm. and so the therein lies some of the challenge yeah. mm-hmm. you know to for for people to become comfortable because they easily become envious mm. and correct me if i'm wrong please <laughs> the patience i recently reading patience literally means long suffering mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so patience so when we pray for patience mm-hmm. It's going to include suffering. Yeah, Augustine talks about that. Yeah, yeah, and so and that it is patience is the virtue that's also tied strongly tied with fortitude, mm-hmm. because in order to remain in that long suffering, we have to be willing mm-hmm. to stand our ground. Yeah. Kind of. So, mm-hmm. uh, so don't be discouraged when God says wait, or we have to be patient with others. 
And maybe we don't see that conversion happening or we don't see that conversion within our own selves. We see who we want to be, mm-hmm. but we don't see, we keep hitting stumbling blocks and falling. It, it, it's patient, being patient with ourselves, being patient with others means that we're gonna have to kind of suffer through all of the pruning process. It's not gonna be butterflies and rainbows right. all the time. Uh, you know, it's as if sometimes Jesus needs to look at us and say, suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> it's it's here. Hey, listen, don't forget that we love you. We're praying for each one of you. And don't forget as well that butter loves you. Okay? <laughs> and the more that one can incorporate butter in your life, the happier you will be. Don't forget to put soul in your food and give food to your soul. God bless you. <laughs>